Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> They sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. We're back here on this lovely Sunday for you guys, or Saturday night, whenever you're listening, uh, here to talk about the MLB slate. We're going to just talk about the main slate today on FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever site you're playing on. We got the eight games on FanDuel, and then we got nine on DraftKings. We got nine for uh, DraftKings on Cores, and then uh, eight on FanDuel. But before we get into the games, we got a special guest joining us. It's Chief Justice 06. It's Will. How's it going over there, my man? Man, it's going okay. Uh, ready to dive into this slate and see what little nuggets we can dig up as we work through it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a slate we're going to have to really sift our way through, right? We're going to have to sift our way through the mud of this starting pitching. It's definitely not pretty. Uh, we're going to go game by game, though. Like I said, not the greatest pitching slate for me. I don't think I'm going to play cash on this slate. I think I'm just going to kind of give it a pass, uh, kind of uh, look for the next slate. I already think I looked ahead. I think Monday is actually kind of ugly, too. It's only like four games on Monday. It's something weird. But, uh, yeah, I just think this is a slate where I might end up staying away just because I don't love the, uh, the quote-unquote chalkier or better better starting pitchers, right? The most optimal ones, but we'll get started. First game on the slate, we got the New York Yankees, Baltimore Orioles. We got Domingo German against Alex Cobb. And this is a 10 total. And when you see Alex Cobb on the mound, uh, well, you're always interested in the bats, right? And when you see the New York Bank Yankees bats against a bad pitcher, we're always interested in the Yankees. So uh, could you see them being one of the more popular uh, stacks to play on this slate? Yeah, for sure. Especially with this bad pitching and not really having a true ace to spend up on. I think the Yankees are going to really come in hot tomorrow. Uh, I was looking at the score because this game started late today. and I think they've already scored six runs through five or six innings or something like that. And so, man, when I look at Alex Cobb, uh, if you've been around the industry any length of time, I don't even have to give you the bad statistics. All you have to know is just stack against Alex Cobb, especially with a viable offense like the Yankees. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to roll out tomorrow. I'm sure someone uh, may sit because of this this early game on a Sunday. But I think you can just look up and down this lineup. I think anyone you take from this lineup tomorrow, uh, including Mr. Austin Romine, who's been on fire, uh, has just – I think they're going to smash this guy and uh, definitely a spot we can look at the target for bats. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'll be all over the bats here on the Yankee side of the ball. I mean, it's just hard to overlook them. Stan finally hit a home run today, so uh, good for him for getting one out of the park. I know he's looked absolutely awful. I'm expecting – uh, probably similar lineup that we'd like to see, right? I'll be getting my exposure to Bird, Gardner, Judge, all these uh, typical guys. And don't forget the bottom of the lineup, Will. You always like to roster them, correct? Yeah, I love the, the bottom of this lineup. I mean, Glaber Torres, I think he had another home run today, and he's going to keep going low on. I mean, just uh, you can just keep rewinding this tape, man. Glaber Torres is one of the best hitters on this team recently. Uh, and so whenever I'm building a Yankee stack, you just want to throw him in there. Uh, he's more likely to hit a home run on this team than anybody, I think, at this point. Yeah, I totally get that. I, I never spend on him because he's just so expensive now, but I totally get it. Uh, and that's such more of a tournament thing for sure. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's a good wraparound stack idea, no doubt. Uh, any interest in Domingo German or the Orioles bats here? I mean, uh, the Orioles lineup, man, it is so ugly. All these righties in here. Now, 
what's your interest in German or the Orioles bats? Well, I mean, if, I, if I've got interest in one Oriole bat, it's always going to be Manny Machado at a typically weak shortstop position. And usually he's pretty expensive and people don't want to spend up on him. But I don't mind playing German and Machado in the same lineup for this particular state. Uh, especially when, you know, Manny could hit a solo shot and German could still get eight or nine strikeouts against this awful Baltimore Orioles lineup right now. So, uh, you know, just looking at this particular game overall, I don't mind running German, Yankees bats, and throwing in Machado uh, for almost a full game stack and then, you know, picking a few one-offs from other places. But I think this is a great spot for some offense as long as we don't have the same weather issues we've been having from the past couple days. Yeah, well, there's obviously something we have to watch for. Uh, stay tuned for that tomorrow for Roth. He'll give you the updates. But, uh, yeah, we definitely have to check that with this game because they've been having a lot of issues. Anything else from this game? Uh, no interest in the Orioles' bats for me. And, German, I don't get – I get it because it's the Orioles and their righties uh, and there's some strikeout ups. I totally understand, but I'm going to probably pass on it. Anything else from this game? Well, I think we're good. Uh, just load up on the Yankees, it seems like, is the route to go. That's good for me. All right, next game up. I think we have uh, – man, this is – hold your nose. This is John Lester Chalk Day? Uh, I, I think that's it. I really do think that this is what's going to happen. Uh, John Lester against Steven Matz. This is an eight total here. And, you know, most people are going to look at this and go, hey, uh, John Lester, he has been talented in the past. He does have his struggles at times, but he's going up against a terrible Mets lineup and a Mets lineup that has a lot of good lefties. Whenever we see a left-handed pitcher against the Mets, it seems like it's kind of like, you know, the White Sox, right, against righties, the Padres against righties. It feels like it's starting to become that. So uh, just a spot that we absolutely key, on, key in on. So John Lester, Chalk Day, you signing up, Will? Well, I don't know if I'm going to – Completely sign up, but, uh, you know, I definitely think, you know, you can invest in Lester tomorrow, uh, especially, you know, he's been, he's been serviceable this year. I mean, he hasn't been bad. He's had a couple of bad starts, but, I mean, if you look up and down the, the pitching roster this year, who hasn't? I mean, Kershaw's had a few bad starts. Uh, I think about the only person that really hasn't had a bad start, I think it's Verlander. Everybody else has had a start where they've just gotten rocked at least once. So, I mean, I think Lester against this Mets lineup, man, especially tomorrow when they're probably going to keep rolling out the, the bottom of the barrel batters for this team, Kevin Ploiecki, Ahmed Rosario, and he's going to have, and he's going to have Mats in the lineup. Uh, that's probably an automatic strikeout. Man, you might have convinced me on this John Lester talk, man. It, it, may, it may be something that you can look at and – and he's probably going to give you a nice floor and possibly some ceiling against this team. Yeah, he's my favorite pitcher on the board tomorrow. I think I'm just going to – like if I was multi-entering, which I might do a little bit tomorrow, uh, I I think Lester would be the guy. I, just, I might even lock him. I just don't like any of these pitchers. Really, really tough for me to roster any of these guys. Like the more and more I look at it, I'm just cringing at all these options. So, uh, yeah, I think John Lester, I just want to be overweight on the field and call it a day. I, I think it's a good spot for him. Uh, and, you know, Sunday we get the, the, the watered-down lineups, Will. What's a watered-down Mets lineup look like nowadays? Probably really – Really bad. Uh, well, they're going to just call me and you up uh, from from our home and let us play ball for the Mets tomorrow. And that's going to be their watered down lineup because when I look at it right now, man, some of these guys are starting to become unrecognizable. I mean, I, I looked at one of their lineups the other day on like a Wednesday and it was just a triple A team out there. Might have even been one A plus. So, uh, man, I think you might have sold me on John Lester, man. And John Lester's not a guy I like to target, but. Uh, I, I think you might have pushed me over the edge on this one. 
Yeah, I, I think we have to. And then on the opposite side, I don't want to overlook Steven Matz completely. He's had his good starts this year. He's had his bad starts. I, I do think he could have a, a decent start here. I just don't think I'm going to end up going that route. Well, let's just see what his price is to double check because it's been really cheap. Yeah, he's uh, 6.9K on DraftKings, and you're playing a two-pitcher site. You have to kind of consider it. Uh, do you have any interest in that? It's also on FanDuel, 6.4K. I mean, just of all these cheap pitchers that you look at down here, he seems like one of the you know more talented pitchers. So uh, do you have any interest in Matt's as a cheap option? Uh, I, I don't want to invest in Matt's. I think, you know, and the Cubs may run out a few scrubs tomorrow as well, so I don't want to discount what Madden's going to do, but – uh, Matt's is just someone I've just avoided and, and you know, usually whenever I avoid him, uh, it's paid off for me in the end. So he, I'm just going to keep avoiding him the rest of the year uh, until this Mets pitching staff figures out how to keep their pitchers healthy. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if you want to go cheap though, I think he's an option. He's like, he's in my, currently in my player pool, right? When you build your pool of pitchers, I think he's in my player pool. Uh, but he could be kicked out. It's just uh, this SP2 is really difficult on this slate. So uh, I have slight interest, but this is the one thing I do worry about this game as a whole. These Both these pitchers cannot hold runners on. They definitely struggle with the stolen bases, right? Matt's and Lester, you know, Lester with his uh, inability to throw over to the first base, and then Matt's was just getting all the stolen bases put on him this year. So definitely think there's upside in some of these hitters in this game for the stolen base spot. So look for that. I wouldn't uh, overlook that completely. Uh, anything else in this game? Any specific bats that you really like? Like, a Chris Bryant against a lefty is always appealing. Uh, Javi Baez, I mean, he's been absolutely crushing the ball. Any interest in these bats? Man, I'm always going to like Chris Bryant, uh, righty or lefty. Uh, I'm always going to like Javi Baez, righty or lefty. These guys have home run upside. Uh, believe it or not, I'm always going to like Rizzo, righty or lefty. I've been talking a few weeks ago about how Rizzo had been struggling from the plate. But he's starting to turn it up here, which has really changed the dynamic of this whole Cubs offense if you've been watching them the past few days as he's picked up his play so is this offense and so uh, those are guys that I think you can just lock and load against Steven Matz tomorrow Um, you know on a slate that is starving for pitching you can probably just load up on on any bat you want in at whatever position and those are guys I want to look at yeah totally understand that anything else in this game or on to the next one on to the next one my friend All right, Toronto Blue Jays, Detroit Tigers. And we were talking a little bit before we got on here, and uh, I think there's one uh, set of bats you like in this game. We got Aaron Sanchez against Michael Fulmer. So uh, what's your interest in the pitchers first before we get into the bats? Any interest in these guys? Well, you know, I I do think Michael Fulmer is going to be close to chalk on on DraftKings at 7,200. I mean, man, I mean, that's about as safe as it gets. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and get 10 strikeouts. Uh, but I definitely think five to six, uh, and, and you know, with his usually a pretty high ground ball rate, I could see him, you know, 20 to 21 DK points easy uh, tomorrow, especially if uh, the Blue Jays roll out a pretty watered down lineup as well. So, I mean, I, I think Michael Fulmer at 7,200 on DK, I, I don't, I mean, that's almost unavoidable, I think. I think he's going to be a great play tomorrow, especially when you look at the other options there, Suter, Hellickson. Um, even though those guys have been pitching okay, I just think Michael Fulmer is going to be the safer play out of that group. So I think he's going to garner plenty of ownership, and I, I'd be willing to play him on DK. 
Yeah, he definitely feels sort of safe here on this slate. I, I totally understand that. And when you're getting the price discount on DraftKings, I mean, that's really cheap for Fulmer. So uh, I have interest in him too. I think he's a solid SP2 option that you can consider here at that price. I mean, 7200 Would I rather pay $300 more for Jeremy Hellickson? No, nah, I'll definitely pass on that. <laughs> uh, just Fulmer seems like a nice, pretty decent, safe option there that I, I think is, uh, you know, you're not expecting him to just, you know, go out there for 25 uh, fantasy points or anything crazy like that on DraftKings. But I think he just feels safe and can kind of get the job done enough where if you're if it gives you the ability to get the bats that you want you're fairly happy on this slate uh Aaron Sanchez on the opposite side uh, I'm pretty sure you want to stack up against him a little bit is that true Will oh man yeah I've been following these Sanchez starts boy have they been ugly and so when I'm looking at a Detroit team this year who at the beginning of the year you look up and down this roster and it seemed like a bunch of no names and but look man this offense has been just heating up and they've just been playing really well they haven't been striking out a lot and so you know you give me this team against Aaron Sanchez who's been struggling they're going to be at home tomorrow in a day game Uh, I think the Detroit Tigers offense are one of the more premier offenses on the board even though I think their prices are going to be pretty affordable and you know you know it's almost a spot where you get your pitchers you put plug in your offense and tomorrow if you leave 1500 on the table that that may be an in route to taking down some tournaments because you know i just think this detroit offense is 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 going to be good to go tomorrow and i, I definitely think this is going to be one of my favorite spots yeah, I like that call. And, like, Vegas agrees. I mean, just just this is crazy to think, right? But, like, a 4.70 run total for the Tigers opening up. Like, that's pretty good for that team. And uh, the lineup has definitely gotten a lot better, right? Martin, Castellanos, Candelario, Miguel Cabrera. You don't even mind Victor Martinez where you can get him cheap. Nico Goodrum. Uh, this is a pretty solid lineup up and down here. Even James McCann's a solid hitter. Overall, I, I think this tire sack, I think you're really on to something, Will, and I think you've uh, kind of got me uh, talked onto it a little bit. So I'm all in on Tigers. Well, I mean, not all in on Tigers, but uh, <laughs> I should say I'm interested in the Tigers, right? Fulmer and the Bats, I think they're interesting. Blue Jays side, I'm just kind of passing on completely. No no need for the pitcher, no need for the Bats for me. Uh, do you have any interest in anything on the Blue Jays side or just kind of move on? No, I think we can move on. I mean, they're, they're, they've got a couple of guys that – uh, could, could maybe rattle off a home run or two, but I, I don't think it's a necessary target. Yeah, agree with you on that. Let's go to the next game. We got the Washington Nationals, the Atlanta Braves. This is a nine total. We got Jeremy Hellickson against Anibal Sanchez. And uh, yeah, this is like the uh, the battle of like the 20, was it last year they were all there? I mean, they haven't been good for a while, but I'd still say the 2017 uh, former gas cans, because this year they've been pretty solid so far, uh, at least that the numbers say, but I think they're due for a little bit of regression coming their way. Uh, what's your take on this game overall? Are we attacking some of the bats against these pitchers that we don't like so much? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Anibal had his regression game the last game. I mean, man, did the Mets get to him early. I think in four innings, they kind of kind of gave him some problems, so uh, you know, I mean, I'm looking at this Nationals offense. I mean, I know the Braves and Nationals are going extra innings today, which means the bullpens are going to be taxed on both sides. Um, you know, and Jeremy Hellickson is a guy they've been pulling after about five innings because I think the third time through the orders when, you know, teams usually kind of get to him. Uh, that's something I was watching when I was um, I was watching them play, I think, Miami or something. They were talking about that. So they're going to pull Hellickson in the fifth inning. Um, I think both sides of this game are, are definitely GPP viable. And, um, you know, I, I, I'd love to target both sides, Freeman, Albies, Enciarte, Suzuki, other side, Soto, Harper, Rendon, Adams. Uh, Michael Taylor hit a home run today, I think. So, um, 
I just think both sides of this game are, are really going to be great, especially with the – I think they're in the 14th inning right now while we're doing our broadcast, and we don't even know how many more extra they're going to go. So I like both sides of this game. Yeah, and I mean, one thing to note, like I know you said the fifth inning they might pull him. I mean, if it gets ugly early, they're not letting him go three times through the order. It could be in the third inning he gets pulled if it gets ugly quick. So uh, I think these Braves bats are really interesting here. I also like the Nationals. This is a great game stack spot. Uh, I, I think this is an awesome one. Give me two bats on each side of the ball, Will, though. If you have to pick, give me two bats on the Braves and two bats on the National. Who are the ones that you'd really want to prioritize in building your lineups? Man, if I had to go on the Braves side, I think for this game I'd take Freeman and Marcakis. And on the national side, I, I think I'd take Harper and uh, and Adams because I think I think Suzuki's going to catch tomorrow. If it was Flowers, I would have taken Turner for the stolen base upside. But I think Suzuki's going to catch tomorrow. So give me Harper and Adams on that side of the, of the ball. All right, sounds good there. Again, this is, this is a great game stack spot for me. I'm going to be all over this one. I think this is a, a fun one to definitely get some exposure to on this slate. Uh, anything else in this game? Uh, any other bats you want to talk about specifically? No, I'm good to go. All right, yeah, one last note is NCRT at the top of the line. It's kind of a nice value right now, so I might want to jump on that a little bit. That might be like a cash game kind of value thing that you can definitely do against Helixson. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's about it. Let's go next game. Cleveland Indians, Minnesota Twins. We have a nine total here, and we have Mike Clevenger versus Kyle Gibson. And Mike Clevenger, he has been pretty good this year. He's one of the better pitchers on the slate. Go up against a Twins team, which this offense is – they can be scary at times, but they can also be a team that we target. And, you know, like I said, Clevenger has been really good this year. But the problem is, do you want to pay this price tag? If you look at it on FanDuel, 9100 definitely more of a fair price tag compared to the other pitchers. But if you look on DraftKings, I mean, $11,100, is Clevenger a guy that you want to get a lot of exposure to? What are you kind of doing? Overweight, underweight, same with the field? What, what's your take? <sighs> you know, I, I think with the pitching options that we have, I think Clevenger is someone you can consider. But, man, after you sold me on John Lester and I look at Domingo German, uh, you know, I, I just think those two guys are, are guys I'm probably just going to stick with. I, I've got one more pitcher that I that I like as well on this slate. So I think Clevenger, you know, going into Minnesota, especially after how Minnesota's been playing, uh, I think he's someone I may just avoid tomorrow, um, especially on, on, on DraftKings where he's a little bit more expensive than Lester at 11-1. And I think Lester's going to be a much better play tomorrow. I think Clevenger's someone I'll just avoid just for the sake of this particular slate. And, um, you know, I may even have some interest in some Minnesota bats, especially with how awful this Cleveland bullpen has been. I, I don't think people have caught on as much that it doesn't matter how well the starters are. Uh, they can go six innings and then give up 10, 10 runs in the, you know, innings seven through nine. So, you know, I, I think the, the Minnesota offense – it's going to be slightly sneaky tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be uh, sneaky tomorrow. I mean, people are not going to be all over this team. The Twins are going to be a team that no one looks to play for sure. So uh, if you want to go for it, I can totally understand that they have some boom bust in them. But uh, I don't know. Not not that I'll probably end up going. Clevenger's that guy that I'm just going to, if things kind of work, like if I have the money, say I'm making my uh, bats, and I think this is a slate where you prioritize the bats first before the pitching. But if I plug in the bats and I like the bats I have and then Clevenger fits, I'll be down to play Clevenger, but I'm not going to prioritize him by any means. Uh, any interest in the Indians? bats like Kyle Gibson uh he's not the gas can that I think people thought he was he's more of like a middle of the road type pitcher he, on most slates I'm like yeah I don't need to target Kyle Gibson as a, as a DFS option but I also need to need to target him with the bats but uh this is a Cleveland Indians offense that's really good uh what are you kind of doing with this Indians offense that I think would completely go overlooked if people uh you know I just don't think people are going to play them today 
Well, I mean, look, the Indians have been playing really good baseball on a consistent basis, game in and game out. And so, you know, I really think this is an offense you can look at as well. I mean, uh, Mr. Lindor, Mr. Brantley, I mean, man, Jose Ramirez, these guys have been on fire. And, I mean, it gets Kyle Gibson. I think Kyle Gibson's serviceable, but, uh, you know, I've got a lot of interest in this Cleveland Indians offense overall. Just been playing really well. I mean, I don't – you know, that's, that's about all I can say about it. You just, you just take any of the bats you want, fire them up, and, and, and look for a great return. Really consistent offense right now. Yeah, and I would just go in on them if you do it. They're just all really expensive, but I, this slate could be the one that it works with because, again, we don't like the pitching so much. So uh, Indians offense, I think, is definitely an interesting one to look at because I just – I don't know. I don't know if it's just me as a, a lone will, but I just feel like they're so expensive. It's tough for me to, like, actually, like, pull the trigger on that. Maybe others are more easily willing to do it, and maybe it's just my bias. Uh, I kind of thought that a little bit yesterday on the podcast that – um, I didn't think people would play much today just because they're expensive. And I just feel like that's the case right now. I mean, Jose Ramirez is 5.3K. Again, he's great. Lindor, 5.2. But it just seems like expensive price tags. I and mean, they might just go a little overlooked. And you never, you know, you never want to not have interest in an overlooked Indians offense, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next game on the slate, we got the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago White Sox. And this is a, man, this is a tough one for me because uh, Brent Suter, you know, I think he, this is a spot where he could absolutely get destroyed by these White Sox. And I think they're going to be a really interesting team. I love targeting them with lefties. And on the outside, Dylan Covey, all the numbers say that Dylan Covey should have some regression coming, but what does Dylan Covey keep on doing? He just keeps on churning out some pretty solid starts all around. Um, I mean, last start out there, obviously Cleveland got to him a little bit, but he's been pretty okay. Uh, I don't know, like it went six innings, then went seven innings. Sure, he let up four and runs, one, two. I mean, he's just find a way to get it done. He's not a guy with playing DFS, but he seems like we haven't been able to target him too much. But is that regression coming? Well, what do I do here with this Brewers offense? I mean, I for sure think regression is coming. I'm not going to get fooled by Dylan Covey. Uh, just like, you know, I sent you a message earlier today. I'm starting not to get fooled by – uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Shields, listen, I'm, I think Mr. Shields' day is coming. I know he's not on this slate he pitched today, but these White Sox pitchers, man, have just kind of been cruising along unscathed. But you give me a Brewers offense that's that's boomer bust, and they've been playing pretty well. I don't want any parts of Dylan Covey. Give me all the Brewers offense tomorrow. Yeah, the Brewers offense is definitely going to be a good one to target. Like, love Travis Shaw here in this spot. I mean, man, this seems like a great spot for him. G-Man Choi, again, I think he's another cheap value that we could see maybe hitting towards the top lineup and obviously to see what the Brewers do because they, they always do some wonky things with their lineup. So I would definitely get some exposure to all the bats in this game. And then the upside, you know, Brent Suter, he's not typically a guy I'm all over with targeting, but, uh, I mean – Whenever I see the White Sox against the lefty, I start to get excited. Uh, one stat I heard uh, Sammy Reed talk about on one of the uh, premium podcasts was Tim Anderson. He has uh, 10 home runs and 10 stolen bases, and he's in the company of, like, I think it's uh, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, like the only guys that have that. So just crazy. Tim Anderson's been absolutely phenomenal this year. I'm going to want to get exposure to him, Jose Abreu, Jose Rondon, like all these righties here I want to load up on. I think it's a really interesting spot for the White Sox. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, listen, Brent Suter's not elite. And, you know, if you've looked at the White Sox track record, you know, when you send a pitcher into that ballpark and they're not in the elite category, they've kind of given them fits. You know, I'm, I'm remembering, I think it was a start against, uh, I can't remember if it was Mike Leak or, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was, but I, I remember that distinctly. They were going, you know, playing the White Sox and everybody was talking about, oh, take Mike Leak. 
And, you know, the White Sox lit this guy up for, I think, eight runs in the first two innings. And with Brent Suter not being elite, man, I think the White Sox are definitely a team you can target. Uh, you were talking about Tim Anderson. I watched a little small documentary of him today on MLB Network. Really good guy. Um, has just been playing really well recently. Uh, heating up at the plate. And, I mean, Mr. Consistency, Jose Abreu, who's always overlooked at first base. Uh, I think this is a team you can target. I don't like the bottom of the lineup as much because they strike out a fair amount. Engel and Thompson are, I think, nearing 30%. But a lot of these other guys, man, like you talked about, Rondon, Abreu, Sanchez, Tim Anderson, uh, you know, even Daniel Palka, if he ends up in the lineup, Mankata, he strikes out a fair amount as well. But I think this is a, a good offense to look at on the, if we're going to call it sneaky, very sneaky offense. Yeah, agreed. I mean, definitely think they're going to be one that goes completely overlooked, and I definitely think getting overweight on the field with them is going to be a good idea. Any other bats in this game you want to talk about specifically, or you want to move on? No, I'm good to go. All right, next game up, and I've been targeting the A's a lot this week. Uh, I think I'm going to do it again, but we got the Oakland A's and the Kansas City Royals with Daniel Gossett and Jacob Junis here. So nine and a half total. We expect some runs here. I'm sure it's going to be hot in Kansas City. Uh, I think I'm going to be on these bats again, Will. What about you? Man, you know, I was on Oakland on uh, last night. That was my primary team, and, man, did they come through for me. Um, you know, I rolled them out there a little bit again today. I'm not sure if I want to take as much of a chance against Jacob Junis. I think he's going to do just enough to limit some damage, and especially when I like these other offenses like Detroit and the Yankees. I think I might take a hard pass on Oakland tomorrow, even though I think they put up some runs. I'm just not sure if they're going to be able to light up the scoreboard like they did on these, these previous pitchers. So with Jacob Junis being pretty serviceable, uh, I think I'm actually going to avoid the A's tomorrow. Uh, I do have some interest in the Royals, though, on that side. Yeah, I'm definitely not, like, as all in on the A's as I was the past two days. Uh, definitely liked them a lot on Friday. And Saturday I liked them not as much as the Friday spot. But uh, I think I'm tempering my expectations with them today. And I'm not playing any uh, any Royals here. Really not a fan of them. I, I On the A's side, I just maybe look at, like, going with like a Lowry, a Davis, and Olsen, really not go too crazy. This feels like a good day where maybe we maybe I mini stack a little bit with just so many good offenses to get some exposure to. Um, any interesting gossip here against the Royals uh, or, or Junis? I don't know if you have any interest in the pitchers. It seems like a game where I just – I'm a little unsure of what to do for the most part. I might just take my shots on some of the A's and kind of move on. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's a good approach. You know, maybe go home run hunting. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, Junis has – you know, he can give up some hard contact a little bit. And so – um, you know, I definitely think guys like Chris Davis, Olsen, Chapman, Dustin Fowler, uh, really, I think you could just almost one off the whole A's team, just just pick a few spots. But, um, you know, that, that, that would be my only approach. I, I don't think the A's are a team I would want to stack tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like the home run hunting is not a bad idea with the A's tomorrow. I'm just kind of going to keep it at that. Uh, anything else in this game or on to the next? On to the next one. All right, Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinals, eight and a half total. And we got Nick Kingham, who's, uh, you know, been better than we expected, I think, to start out the year versus Michael Waka, eight and a half total. This feels like a game I just want to cross off of the slate. I always look for at least a cross off slate, a game on the slate. Is this one of them for you like it is for me? Well, and this is this is another one of those pitches I was talking about. I'm really not as interested in the bats uh, just because Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a lot. But, you know, they're not a high-powered team unless they're at home. For some reason at home they're, you know, scoring about five runs a game. But I definitely have some interest in Nick Kingham here tomorrow who, you know, I think they're going to have a pretty righty-heavy lineup. And so I, I think this is a guy that we can look at. 
uh, for strikeout upside. I mean, look, do I think he'll give up a run or two? Probably. But I, I think Nick Kingham tomorrow has some of the highest strikeout upside uh, as far as combination of skill and, and, and matchup on this slate. So, you know, I think he's someone we can look at tomorrow for, for tournaments and cash games. Yeah, they just feel expensive. Like, uh, I mean, Nick Kingham, 8.2K. I don't know. It's, it seems a lot for him. Uh, that's the only thing that's kind of keep holding me back a little bit. Uh, 8.1 on Fanduel, And then Michael Waka. Like, I get people might say, oh, Waka's been great this year. But, I mean, the Pirates don't strike out a ton. I don't really think I want to be targeting, uh, you know, Michael Waka and put my money behind him too much, especially at the price tag he's at. 8.7K on Fanduel, and then DraftKings, 97 just feels too pricey to me. So, I don't know. For me, it's a cross-off game, but I get why you have some king and love. I mean, I've had interest in Tyon and Cool the past two days against the right-handed heavy Cardinals. I understand when there's a right on the mound, so I totally get your uh, take on that. Any of these bats have uh, any interest for you? Uh, you know, Kingham, sure, I like him, but Matt Carpenter against the righty is always kind of interesting, I feel like. But uh, any bats that you like, Will? Well, I mean, I think if I was going to take some bats, believe it or not, I think I'd even lean on this, the Pittsburgh Pirates side. Uh, because they don't strike out a ton, uh, I, I think watch, watch uh, Michael Watcher could have a, a, a pretty tough time. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, man, this Mr. Austin Meadows. Man, has he been great. Uh, you know, he's, he's in line. I think him and uh, Gleyber Torres were rookies of the month. I mean, man, this guy has been phenomenal. And he's not striking out a lot. As a rookie, I mean, that, that, I think that shows great, great promise for this Pirates organization. Uh, you know, and then you've got Dickerson, Moran, Polarco, if they if they roll him out, who's been a little cold to play recently. But uh, I think Pittsburgh could really run out of lefty heavy lineup here that could possibly give Walker some strike uh, some problems who's not really a strikeout guy. So I think I think the Pittsburgh office, especially if it's warm tomorrow like it's been in St. Louis, could really be intriguing here on this slate. Yeah, I can get it with the ballpark boost. It's definitely – you want to find the Pirates like – well, I mean, I know you said that the Pirates are better at home, I believe, but I don't know. I always, look, I always look for these teams that are in bad ballparks sometimes in better parks, so if it is hot, I could get it. Uh, anything else or uh, want to talk about the Coors game and uh, last game of the slate? Yeah, let's roll it up, man, Coors. All right, yeah, so Coors last game on the slate, and it's interesting because we have one of the better pitchers here, you could argue, so I think he's sort of kind of in play just because the pitching is a little ugly, but I don't know if I can end up pulling the trigger. But we got the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies with Alex Wood against Chad Bettis. Chad Bettis, he's a guy that, I don't know, he always, like, finds a way to get it done, so I don't feel like I have to stack against him too much in Coors. And then Alex Wood, it's like, I mean, it's Alex Wood. He's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, Sure, there's Nolan Arenado and Story, those two power righties, but I don't know. I'm just kind of torn at what I want to do with this game overall. It's normally I want to be all over cores, especially with 11 total. But what about you, Will? Man, you know what? I've got so much interest in the Rockies tomorrow. Alex Wood has not been good this season. I don't care what anybody says. Pull up the game log. Watch the games. He has not been good. And so if you're telling me that – you know, I'm going to get the Rockies at very low ownership because we're all scared of Alex Wood, then forget it. I, I probably need to just be playing the Rockies. I mean, uh, you know, he, he just hasn't been as effective this year. I mean, look, the Padres just gave him problems a few days ago. And you're telling me he's going to go into Coors Field and pitch a gym? Obviously, you're not expecting that, but I, I I just think the Rockies are a team that could could possibly go very low on tomorrow on uh, on DraftKings, and and I think that could be a mistake. I think Alex Wood could really be in for a rough day. Yeah, I mean, it, if 
and I say if you can get the Rockies very low owned, I'm kind of going to be in on them as much. I don't think I'm going to be as big on the Dodgers tomorrow. I'm more so looking at the Rockies bats just because I think they'll go completely overlooked. And if that's the case, I mean, man, the Rockies bats could be super intriguing. Uh, you know, I'll be looking at Arenado's story. Definitely those righties. DJ LeMahieu, Ian Desmond, definitely loading up on these guys. Noel Cuevas, who's a pretty solid hitter. He had some power in the minors. So uh, I kind of think that the Rockies are my favorite offense uh of this game if you force me to pick one and uh yeah again it's i don't know course like i said it's always can go off we totally understand that and uh all the bats are pretty much in play it seems like especially when you're looking to get uh, some cash game exposure correct due to injury and stuff like that but um you know we'll, we'll see where they're in at today but i don't think i want to target them too much as well not against chad bettis yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, that wraps up the slate, though. Let's move on to the this segment we do to end off the show, the stack of the day. Again, we do not include cores in the stack of the day because, you know, everyone knows it's cores. It's always going to have a lot of run scoring or at least projected to. So, uh, yeah, stack of the day, Will. Who is your favorite stack you want to go to on this slate? Well, man, listen, I think I'm going to roll with these Detroit Tigers. Uh, I'm really liking what I what I see out of this lineup. Uh, you know, I love teams that don't strike out. You give me a team that doesn't strike out, that's a team that I know can score some runs. And against Aaron Sanchez, who's just been, uh, oh, my gosh, so, so bad this year. I think this Detroit offense is going to be my stack of the day. I'm avoiding the Yankees because I think that's a little obvious. But uh, I, I think my Detroit Tigers uh, or a stack where I could definitely get behind tomorrow. That's my stack of the day. Yeah, man, this is a slate where there's a lot of good sacks, a lot of good offenses to look at. Totally understand uh, that. I mean, Tigers are going to go a lot, definitely overlook with all these other big, uh, you know, big bats on the slate. I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals, a little off the board one. Uh, so we both oh, went yeah. kind of off the board there. People are not going to pay up for them, right? They're going to look to pay up for Judge. They're going to look to pay up for, you know, Bird, all these other guys. Like, they're going to look at all these big bats, right? Still, there'll still be some, a little bit of ownership, I think, on the Indians. Everyone will be loading up on cores. Like, I'm just going to go with the Nationals. Uh, Aaron Annabelle Sanchez, not that great. This lineup is getting better and better. We got a guy like Trey Turner who's got the stolen base upside, and those can absolutely, you know, be huge in DFS. Then you got Bryce Harper, lefty against righty, always has a big shot. And Matt Adams, Juan Soto, the youngster. I mean, I, I like this Nationals lineup. Rendon, uh, even at the bottom too, like Severino, if you need a cheap catcher, I don't hate him. And like you said, Michael Taylor, he, uh, you know, hit a home run today, so you never know if he could pull it off again, right, getting a little hot stretch. But I like this national stack. Again, the run total doesn't look as appealing as you would think, but I think uh, loading up on the national stack, especially with those bullpens getting taxed a little, could be enticing. So that's going to be my stack of the day. Uh, any final thoughts, Will, on this slate that you want to touch on that we missed? No, I'm good to go, man. I think that wraps it up. Yep. Thanks a lot for joining us. I really enjoyed having you, Will. Uh, I believe we have a show coming up this week on Rotor Grinder, so uh, you'll get your first show in there. Uh, I, I don't know what day it is, but I saw it on the schedule, I think. So, uh, yeah, first live show. I'm sure you'll be excited to do that. Yeah, man. I think it's on Monday, actually. I think we're going to be in the booth on Monday, so uh, let's get fired up. All right, that's it, man. We're gonna need we're gonna need some time to talk. So uh, there might be some <laughs> WWE references going on with uh, the Money in the Bank tomorrow night. Because oh man, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a four-game slate. I look ahead a lot sometimes to see, like, what's going on and plan some stuff out. I'm pretty sure it's a four-game slate, so we'll have to see. Uh, but it should be a, definitely a fun show. So uh, look for us this week. It'll definitely be a fun time. So, again, thanks a lot for joining us on the Weekend Grind. For me, Travis Mangone, and for Will, Chief Justice 06, we are out of here. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. 
Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.